Clayton Kellum. Clayton Kellum. Today's guest. Can I call him CK? You can call him CK. I call yeah. him CK. Yeah. I've known him for a little while. He's got a heck of a story. You want to talk about obstacles? He has obstacles. Huge you want to talk about gurus in his life and game changers in his life? He had a team of them that pulled him out of where he was, which was not a good place, and yeah. took him to propelled his future in a completely different We're learning a bunch of prison terms doing this well, doing are. this podcast. We, so we learned he was in the hole for four months. And the so hole, for anyone who doesn't know, is solitary confinement. Yeah. While he was in the hole, he, you got to hear the story of how he pulled himself out of the proverbial hole. How he spent the time, what he, how he went in and how he came out, and how other inmates, I mean, it's more than just about his prison story, but how other inmates really changed the direction of his future. Uh, when they didn't have to. No. They took him under They the saw wing. something in him. They saw something. He's an athlete. I think he was probably pretty impressive. I think he was yeah. super humble about what yeah. kind of an athlete he was. You know what? He's an impressive guy. Yeah. And I, I've, I've known him in his post-prison life. I've known him as a trainer, as a business owner, as just somebody you can connect with. And he's incredibly motivational. And I think he yeah. brought that in with him. That mindset with him as an athlete into the, into prison, the prison, into the prison, and, and they just noticed saw that. Right, they recognized. Then they were so part of his car, which actually means like a pod of workout buddies. Pod of workout buddies. Yeah, in, in, yeah. In, uh, in prison, it was uh, a really, and he's so calming in person. Like, you know what I mean? Like he has an energy about him, but yet, like he's calm and like he picks his words. He's a lyricist. He said so. He he, he did some rapping <laughs> back in the day, and you can tell like the way his yeah. his words go together. And this is a really good one, you guys. You have to listen. Yeah, you're gonna. You're going to love it. He's an incredibly motivational person who's gone through a lot and come out way ahead. So enjoy Clayton Kellum. CK. Hi, I'm Stacy. And I am Mark. And this is the Gurus of Game Changers podcast. Welcome, gurus and game changers. So today's guest is probably the best example we have of somebody who's gone through adversity mm. and succeeded, come out really strong on the other mm. end. And when I, when, even when saying that, it, it doesn't really do justice to the profound adversity that our guest has gone through, and yet it's been so successful. And, and, and I know by the, even early on in this podcast, you are going to be inspired by this guy the same way I have been for many years. So please join me in welcoming the one and only Clayton Kellum. CK. Hey How are you guys doing? I'm happy Thank to be here. Thank coming. you for having me. Yeah, we're, yes. we're, Thank we're you. thrilled. We're I appreciate thrilled. that, Mark. I really do. So I, I want, if you can, I, I want to kind of start um, f with you giving our audience sort of a general overview of your story, mm. right? Because it, I, that'll help frame everything else that goes on in this conversation. Well, I'm the youngest of You're 10. You're the youngest of 10? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm the youngest of 10. What's that like? Um, I think in my circumstances, uh, uh, very interesting. I wasn't, we all weren't raised in the same household. Right. It wasn't until I was 17 that I actually knew everybody. Wow. I had two sisters that I didn't meet until I was 17 years old. Um, I met majority of my family around like eight, eight years old. So yeah, it's a lot of us. And what was life like in South Philly? Like, were you um, there for a while? No, I was, a, I was not there for a while. I was born 1979. Um, and I guess I would only be able to say that I was probably there maybe two years. Um, uh, my mother was, unfortunately, she was murdered when I was three months old. You know, the things that we experience and that we go through, they do define us, but they don't, well, they don't make us, like, like, they're not the final, right. like, 
one portion of, of the definition. You know it yeah. all anchors yeah. things on a timeline. Yeah. Like, you know, when I was in prison, you know, to come to the realization that my life was not over right. was a big thing. Wow. Right. You know, you're in prison. You think that your life is over. Um, everybody's out there living life. You actually feel like you're not living life until you're back out there. Mm -hmm. Right. And, you know, at some point I had to embrace that. This is just something that's on my timeline. Like right. my life is still going. So yeah. I got to make something out of this time and embrace it as not being death. It's not death. I'm not dead. This is right. something on my timeline. And so I got to make this my life experience. You know, I got to I got to build a life in prison and treat it like I'm living and not like I'm just dying waiting to live. You understand? Yeah. So, so how, how long were you in? How long were you in prison? 15 years. 15 yeah. years. And why did you go? I went to prison for basically I was a drug dealer. Yeah. Um, my charges were possession um, with intent to distribute and also with possession of a firearm. Right. Um, two two charges that together equal a lot of time. Yeah. Huh? Equal a lot yeah. of time. You know, a lot of people say, man, what's the worst thing you've seen or, right. or been through? Or, you know, did you see somebody get killed or stabbed or raped? And, duh, duh, duh. and I say, man, you know, prison is prison. But the worst thing I've seen in prison that changed me, right? There was a, there was a guy from Chicago um, that I played chess with a lot. Um, very lively man. Um, you know, he was... A hype guy, you know, full of, you know, full, just a funny guy that everybody knew, respected. And, um, you know, I sat with this guy almost every day, played chess, laughed, kicked it, all types of stuff. And one day I noticed that he just wasn't like coming around. That turned into like a week, two weeks. And then it was just like the talk, like people was like, yo, you know, something, something wrong. Maybe, you know, nobody knew what was going on. So, you know, one day I went in there and just, was able to talk to him and he just blew my mind what he said and at this time I had three years in and um you know I sat on the chair he was sitting on his bunk and he said yeah I'll get out in six months hmm. and that was the most exciting thing for me to hear for him he didn't want to go home wow why, why was well, that yeah why he not didn't wanna, he, he didn't want to go home he had 26 years in prison and he said to me he said it went by like the snap of a finger <gasps> He says, all I did was play chess. Interesting. Watch TV. Yeah. Laugh and joke. Play sports. He said, I, I don't know what I'm going to do Outside. when I go home. I don't wow. know anything. And, um, and that frightened him. Wow. And it scared the death out of me. Because I had three years in and that's all I was doing. Playing chess, watching TV, playing sports, et cetera, et cetera. And so this conversation with him just opened my eyes to just... This was the worst thing that I could see. I looked at him and I felt to myself, I cannot be that. Wow. Like I cannot feel that way when I got six months, you know, to go home. When I'm, I'm that close to the door, I can't feel like I don't know what I'm doing with my life. That I just wasted like 15 years, just went by in prison, and now I got to just go home. So that 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 was my wake up call. So when you walked out of there, what did you, what, what did you decide at that moment? Like what did you decide to out do? Of the conversation out of that out conversation. Of the conversation. Yeah. I, I mean, again. That was a immediate switch, immediate switch of being able to, you know, write home and, and being able to sit down with myself and say, you know, what is it that I that I want to do? And there's some things that I was already doing that I was passionate about. Um, and it was just about really now how do I put this together so that I can really create something for my life? 
I'm curious, like, did you ever look up that guy and tell him, like, you you saved me? He did get out, uh, but he he got he ended up getting killed in the street. Oh, oh. Yeah, she, CK. Jesus. Mm-hmm. I don't like that ending to that story. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I will say this. Um, unfortunately, that's the ending to a lot of stories. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and you know, is is as hard as it was to do so much time, right? Gave me the ability to kind of learn, you know, and it was prepping me for, you know, things that I shouldn't do and things that I should do, you know, when I walked out the door. What was the career path that you decided for yourself so that you wouldn't end up like those guys? Like, what Mm. was it? You know, I was never really into fitness. I was always an athlete. Um, I always tell people this, you know, me getting into fitness was purely mental health, purely. Naturally athletic, you know, All-American, national champion at Lincoln University. Which sport? Track, track and field. Wow. Yeah. And so never had, never really felt like I had to work out. Um, when I got to, when I came to prison, I was so like just destroyed, literally destroyed by the reality of my situation. Um, and it wasn't until I, I ended up in the hole. I don't know if you guys know what the hole Sol- is. Is that solitary? Solitary confinement. And um, I ended up in the hole and, you know, this was a, a, a very defining point where I, I felt like I was done. Like I really... I really wanted to die in the hole. How long did you have to be in there? I ended up in the hole for four months. Yeah, I was in the hole for four months. CK. Yeah, very, very tough. Did something happen? Well, there was, yeah, there was, there was an altercation. Yeah, I ended up in a a fight. And um, so in the hole, um, I'm losing my mind. And, uh, you know, they came around with a book cart. I grabbed the Bible off of the book cart because I was like, my grandmom is on me about reading this Bible. And um, so I got the Bible. I would try to read it. It put me to sleep. <laughs> but, I mean, how long do you want to sleep? Right? right how right. long? Right. So, um, so I'm like, I'm going to start doing some push-ups, yeah. sit-ups and stuff. I did not do that stuff. So I was not really into, you know, working out, even though I was an athlete. And uh, so I started doing, like, push-ups, pull-ups on the bars, squats, box jumps on the bed. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then it started changing me. Like I started having a, you know, psychological effect to working out. Wow. And my mindset moved from suicidal to actually somehow, some way, this all is going to work out. Like I, I, I became very motivational in that hole to myself. And, um, and so I created like this, this, you know, schedule of reading two chapters in the Bible and doing 25 push-ups. Read two more chapters. And the reason I had to do that is because the Bible would literally <laughs> put me to sleep. I couldn't understand none of it. I realized how it was changing my emotions and my feelings and my mind, this combination of, you know, the Bible and working out. And so when I got out of that hole, um, I got out knowing this is what I wanted to do. I really wanted to, you know, help people see how fitness and working out is changing our mind. So mm. that was my initial my initial passion. I didn't know anything about mental health. I didn't know anything. I didn't know the co- the connection. Yeah. I didn't. I just knew it felt good to me. Did it give you a hope or did it give you a fire? Like what was it that you said that it made gave me this both. connection? It gave me both. The people who you work out with, you call them your car. Uh-huh. Right. That's really? a that's a prison that's thing. A, okay. Yeah, it's a prison thing. I come from a team, understanding team background. Um, and doing working with others, but in prison, you know, the guys that I worked out with was very, very motivational. I worked out with a group of guys that loved. I mean, we worked out at five thirty in the morning. Um, they loved getting up, loved getting to the gym. 
it was it was fun it was regimented it was you know it was serious you know um i felt like i, I had they, these were guys that became my family yeah. became my friends um but they were very passionate about fitness and life yeah, that's yeah. awesome. I, I've always known you to be a motivational guy. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And I've always said you're like a motivational speaker that doesn't need a stage. Mm -hmm. And your audience can be one person mm -hmm. and you're still dialed in, all in on that person mm -hmm. to make them feel it at that moment. Did that come from this time it with did. these guys? It did. It so did. They created that in you. I, you know what? There was a lot of times where I couldn't figure out where, where exactly. I was a very, you know... Even in playing sports, I wouldn't never say that I was like the just the leader, leader person yeah. on the team. They were made men in prison, yeah. but they took a liking to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And they wanted to see me, you know, Do be well. something, Aww. right? They and wanted so, to see you get out and not come back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it was almost like they was kind of like living through me, you know. Yeah. And so I had that immediately. I think they kind of saw that I was just a little different. And so guys would always try to get me to come join a car hey guys thanks for listening if you like what you're hearing please leave us a review give us a follow subscribe like, subscribe all those things all those all things. things we love it because we read each and every comment and it helps shape the show so we would appreciate it please and back to the show one of the guys he was a big time lifter um but he wanted me to help him lose weight uh, so he's okay. like, yo, I'll start running with you, you know, but you got to come to, you know, work out with me. And I was like, man, I ended that working out, you know, stuff. <laughs> I'm not trying to work. No, I'm not trying to lift. I'm cool yeah. with this. And like, nah, man, if you start lifting, you don't know, man, your body going to be crazy. You're going to be, man, you, boy, you'll be this and that. And he, he just was hyping me <laughs> Talked up. Talked you into so it. So I was like, yeah, all right, I'll do it. And that's how I actually got into lifting. You know, I would, he would come out there, run with me, and then I would go in and work out with them. And they had a good, I mean, that car. You know these guys. I'm still, I'm still friends. How with many these people guys. were in that they, car? It was six guys. Six. Six guys, um, and they was all from Chicago. Do you, you remember clearly the day you got out? What was that like? I do. Um, it was. Um, I, I would say it was very inspirational. It was very inspirational. It was very deep, and um, it was deep mainly because, again, I grew up as a man in prison. I went to prison at 20. True. I'm leaving at 35. Yeah. And, um, and again, I was maybe 24 years old when I embraced it and started building a life, you know, for what I was going to do out of prison and, and being focused, et cetera. So, you know, it was still like this interesting feeling it's of, gotta be crazy. You, know, you know, I'm leaving Mm -hmm. You know, these people, these yeah. friends, these guys right. um, who have become family, right. you know, and um, and I'm leaving also a different person than who I came in. Wow. Um, and I'm taking I'm taking everything that I learned. I'm taking everything that I put work into. And, you know, so there's this amazing excitement. Um, you know, when I went to prison, I had a one. My son was one years old and, uh, you know, I always say, you know, I I was a parent to him through visits. My sisters, you know, made sure that I still was a father to my son for those whole 15 years. Wow, that's and crazy. And so, you know, so there was a lot, a lot of emotion, a lot of excitement. You know, again, I watched my son, you know, on a visiting floor. I raised my son on a visiting floor. Yeah. Um, and uh, so... You know, and then all the things that you hear, don't look back. Like when you drive off, don't look back <laughs> at the prison, you know, and, and you think it to yourself, you know, I'm really never going back there, you know. 
and um, your family's just happy to see you. Again, my son, you know, I'm looking at, you know, just this, he was a kid, and now look at him, he's tall. I came out very, very focused and motivated and determined. I didn't, I really wasn't looking um, for a party. I really wasn't looking for, I was looking to start my life. Wow. Because I felt like I was behind. But were you there know? elements out there pulling you back? When you've transitioned your mindset to be in a different place, then you're really not connecting yourself to a lot of things mm -hmm. that you would have connected yourself to. So, you know, if you're not if you're not reaching out asking, you know, what's going on in the streets and how the streets is doing and all this stuff, then again, that part is kind of leaving you alone. Yeah. I made these choices, but I can't, you know, I can't see myself making these choices again. I've never had a temptation yeah. to be in the street. At the end of the day, it's about you. Yeah. It's yeah. about, you know, you got to change you. The environment can change. So, but if you're still, you know, if yeah, you're still in a mindset true. of, you know, doing whatever you used to do, then you'll figure out how to do that in right. a new environment. Right. So it's not necessarily the environment, you know what I'm saying? Or, you know, the people. At the end of the day, it's still you. What was your plan? Like, as you were leaving prison, mm -hmm. what, what, what were you going to do? Well, that, again, that started way back when. Yeah, yeah. You know, so what, friend, did, what formulated? Um, you know, it was, it, for me, it was a process of, you know, how do I now get myself in a position where I can make this a business? Um, and so, again, a, a, lot of, a lot of positive influence around me. Um, that motivational part of me became a real big part of my prison life and experience. Um, I didn't even know it. It wasn't even purposeful. Again, I was around prison guys that were that they were that the same you know? same mindset yeah. and i was surrounded with some very positive strong men who were super intelligent super wise um and who wanted to see me succeed and they were always pushing me wow. in that direction did you know you're going to start a gym like how did the what what happened i did okay. i did um i would say maybe in like my my 6 year uh i'm i'm in my studies and um, I started, you know, looking around at what I could create. Now, you know, I'm a personal trainer at this time. I've already got my NASM. And uh, now I'm looking at how to make money in mm -hmm. prison, mm -hmm. you know, how to support myself. And so I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm personal training everybody here. And so, you know, I started putting it out there. Hey, I'm, you know, you want to train with me? I trained a certain way. And people saw that. People saw how I trained. I started personal training. I started group training. And then there was a lot of support around that because it was it was changing people. So how long after getting out did you start your current business, Built Fitness? When I came out, I was Built Fitness. Built wow. Fitness was me. And what's the, why know? the name? Why Built? So another interesting thing. I, a good friend of mine, his name is Jeff Foster. And he said, look, you know, you're going you're, you're gonna to change my body, you're going to help me get in shape, and I'm going to help you, you know, create a business. So when it came down to putting together a name, we really just sat down and was like, you know, let's just think of all these names. Such and such fit, I fit, this fit, that fit. <laughs> Everybody fit. You know, we're sitting down writing down all these names. And, of course, he would be like, you know, what do you feel, you know, fitness is for you? I read a scripture, uh, and, and in that scripture, this word built stood out for me um and the scripture said you know there's no foundation um that can be laid than that that is already laid and that's christ jesus 
He says, but be careful how you build on that foundation. Wow. Right. And that word build stood out. And then I, you know, and then that made me think about what I'm actually doing, like as far as fitness. Hmm. You know, I'm not necessarily building a body, like mm-hmm. I'm building a person. It wasn't about building a body. It was about building my mind. I was looking for you know, a way out. I was looking for an escape. I was looking for what was going to help me get to a, a mental place that was positive for me in prison. And so that word built, built, be careful how you build on this foundation stood out. And I was like, that's the name. Built fitness is not just building your body. And this, Mark, you know, is true because you're a member at Built, you know, and, and you can attest to this, you know, the members there are more, they know that it's more than yeah. just a body. We we actually we talk about it all the time. Yeah. Like when in the morning before the class gets started, we're always talking about how we're there more for our heads than for anything else. Yeah. We're there for resiliency. We're there to get our days started and productivity. We're there for the mindset. We're there for all of that. Right. The sweating just happens. Right. <laughs> the rest just happens right. around it. Right. But we're, and, so we're all in. We right. get it. We yeah. get it. I was in a cell wanting to die. You know, I don't know if, you know, we think about like, you know, hey, somebody's sitting down on the couch like, oh, my, my butt, you know, I want a bigger butt or, no. or else I'm going to die, no. you know, no. or, no. you know, I want better arms or else I'm going to die. No, I'm in a cell wanting to die. And what saved me was, one, being able to start connecting to, you know, my grandmother saying, read the Bible, and also my mindset shift and feeling what fitness was doing for me. I didn't know that. You know, I didn't have no degree in psychology, mental health, anything. I was experiencing it, right? And I'm like, whoa, I'm experiencing feeling better as a result of working out. I want people to know, even if you did things wrong, even even if you didn't understand, even if you didn't know how to do it, don't feel bad. Embrace that as a part of your journey. You know what I'm saying? And keep pressing forward to your dreams, your visions, your plans. Keep doing that. Because so many people give up in the process. Oh, yeah. Because they are titling themselves. You know, like we said earlier, you know, you are not what you experience. It's a part of you. Right. You know, you are not what you, you're not even what you do. It's a part of you. And you got to be able to embrace. So we need some very transparent people who are willing to look bad or willing to sound bad or willing to give their experiences from a truthful place yeah. in order to help people. That vulnerability. That this is real. Vulnerability. Yeah, you need that it's vulnerability. Important. Yes. Yeah. I want people to know that they can achieve their goals, that they can achieve achieve their fitness level. I want people to know that they have trainers who are there for them to hold them accountable. To you know, we're not there just to give you these hard workouts. Like we're not we're, we're not purposeless in in our you know in our teaching and in our gym. It's very purposeful. You know, we're, we know what we're there to do. And all the trainers embrace that as, you know, a mantra. Like, we're here to help you get built fit. We got people who are 72, wow. you know, 73, 63, mm-hmm. 68. We got people who are overweight. We got people who were short, tall, athletic, you know, male, female. Every type of person that you would say would be intimidated about coming to Bill Fitness mm-hmm. has already been in Bill Fitness, experienced it, and got the result. You know, they, 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 they've got it. And so we want, we want, I personally want people to see Built Fitness as the place to go to, yeah. you know, to get everything that I need for my fitness journey. That's amazing. You know, it's a journey. Everything he's saying about that place and the mindset and what he's trying to accomplish plays out in every class. Amazing. Mm-hmm. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's a great place to be. Well, this has well, been wonderful. You. 
Thank yeah. you so much for coming on. Thank you so talking much. Talking to us. It's been great. Um, I appreciate you guys, Mark. I appreciate you again for having me. Yeah. Um, I appreciate you for bringing yeah. me on. Yeah. Um, and, you know, allowing me again to, to be a part of your platform. Major shout out to yeah. my babies, my twins. Oh, yeah, we didn't talk about your twins. You'll come back. We'll talk yeah. about a lot more stuff. Yeah. You carry your kids with you everywhere now. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's that dynamic. I didn't get to, you know, raise my first son. Yeah. You know, like I get to raise them. Now you appreciate now. it. You know what I'm saying? So you just appreciate things differently. Yeah. That's wonderful. Thanks. All right, my Everybody friend, go audience, to Built. Go to Built Fitness. I would Fitness. love to hear uh, audience feedback on yeah. what you guys just heard. Yeah. Uh, it's super inspiring, super exhausting, super exhilarating. <laughs> Everything about Bill Fit and CK's mentality, um, I have benefited from for many years, and that's one of the reasons we wanted to have him on, so you could benefit as yeah. well. Thank yeah. you, thank yeah. you very thank much. You. Thank you. Thanks. You're still here. You're still listening. Thanks for listening to the Gurus and Game Changers podcast. While you're here, if you enjoyed it, please take a minute to rate this episode and leave us a quick review. We want to know what you thought of the show and what you took from it and how it might have helped you. We read and appreciate every comment. Thanks. See you next week.